finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it is one day before we all go to the polls. I go I go on election day. It's just what you're supposed to do if you're a good American. You vote uh, in person on election day, and I have made up my mind. I am voting for Ron DeSantis in 2024. <laughs> it's, uh, he just can't help himself. The big, bad orange man just can't help himself. Three days before the election, he takes a cheap shot at his fellow Republican, Ron DeSantis, and it was... it. It's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think he's fun. I don't think it's funny. I think it's a a, a sign of a uh, raving narcissist who cannot stand the fact that Ron DeSantis is stealing some of his thunder. I I said this uh, when it happened. I'll say it again. I don't. I know lots of people who like Donald Trump. I don't know anybody who likes this. Who likes him taking a cheap shot at Ron DeSantis three days before DeSantis. Uh, faces off against Charlie Chris for the governorship. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll play you that. We have the sound, including the the sound from the crowd, who I don't think was very happy about this. Also, uh, on the weekend before the election, the president of the United States, they kept him out of harm's way. They sent him to some irrelevant places to campaign. And as you'd expect, he stumbled and bumbled and talked about Deer wearing Kevlar vests again, truly amazing. He's he's not good at at, at at not good at being president. He might be an even worse campaigner. I know why no Democrats want him anywhere near them. We have the we have the audio and the sound from NBC. Their report on Pelosi on the attack on Paul Pelosi, which they deleted, they pulled, and they said it was erroneous. But uh, we have our doubts. Um, Really boring Patriots game, really bad. Perhaps the worst offensive performance by a team in NFL history from the uh, from the Indianapolis Colts. Twitter, we learned, was selling blue check marks for fifteen thousand dollars. I just want you to know, I got mine. I got a much better deal for mine. Did not have to pay that kind of dough. And uh, uh, the Boston Bruins finally cut ties with their uh, with their troubled. Um, signee, Mitch Miller, the bully. This is such a gutless move by the Bruins. I mean, they signed him, right? They knew him. They knew what his history was. They signed him. And then they said, mm, little too much blowback for us. Uh, we'll tell you how they should have, could have handled that. And uh, we'll get into lots more on election Eve on today's Callahan show brought to you by my pillow. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. It's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about the holidays, thinking about Christmas. And this is how you make it easy. You go to MyPillow.com. You can get the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Get it now and support this show and strike back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't available in big box stores and you know why, but you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, not only can you get the pillows, you can get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off of slippers. They have the greatest slippers in the world. Six piece towel set, regular one Oh nine 99, just 39 99 with code word, Jerry over 150 products at mypillow.com. Check it out. It really makes Christmas shopping easy. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Jerry. All right, I'm still looking for somebody, anybody who didn't cringe, who didn't roll their eyes at the sound of Donald Trump taking a shot at Ron DeSantis. It was just, it's just so stupid. And it just shows you 
the, the one, the, the biggest flaw, I'm not going to say the only flaw, the biggest flaw in this, in this orange man, he, he just, he's just so self-centered, self-absorbed. It's, it's amazing. I understand he doesn't like DeSantis stealing his thunder, but DeSantis is on the ballot tomorrow. He's on the ballot now in Florida. He's running for governor. He's been a great governor. He's going to win. He's going to win in a landslide. And the president, his fellow Floridian guy, we thought supported him, especially or at least for for governorship. And Donald Trump thinks it's an appropriate time to come up with a nickname. Can we can we state, first of all, that it's a stupid nickname? I mean, some of his nicknames are better than others. Does anyone really think this is funny or catchy? Ron DeSanctimonious. Does he think that's going to catch on? So when they have debates like in a year uh, yeah, in a year that that they'll that people will think it's hilarious and and it'll stick and it'll finally uh, uh, inflict some damage on DeSantis, who seems like a runaway train right now. Everybody, everybody I know, likes him, supports him, appreciates him. As I've said many many times, he's Donald Trump without the baggage. He's Donald Trump with one wife. He's Donald Trump with uh, a military record. <laughs> He's, he's a Donald Trump who can articulate his ideas, his principles, his positions. He's, he's smarter and he's more articulate and he doesn't have all the baggage. I, 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 I completely understand why Trump is jealous, but this is just so petty, just so childish. Was I surprised? A little bit. I thought this was coming the day after the election. I thought he was at least self-aware enough to know that DeSantis had to get reelected and he will, and then have his, have his celebration, have whatever his rally. And then Wednesday could have done it. Wednesday would have made more sense. Still a stupid nickname, but Trump is, is another thing that annoys me. He tells the crowd, <clears throat> you're going to be very, very happy, you know, with the news, I'm going to make an announcement soon. And you're going to be very, very happy. Like, these people are just sitting there going, please, Donald, just announce. You got like a year to announce. There's nothing pressing about this. He didn't have to even allude to it before tomorrow's election. That there was there was going to be a time and a place. We all know he's running. We all know he he's he he loves to run for president. That's the difference in him and most candidates. He loves the grind. He loves the rallies. He loves the campaign appearances. That's I think he likes running for president more than being president, but he's got Revenge on his mind, and I understand the people, the, 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 the scoundrels, the scum that uh, made up the Russian collusion hoax and made up the, and suppressed the laptop and made up the story of Russian bounties on soldiers. I mean, the, the, the media and the Democrats together, one and the same as usual. I mean, what they did to him is reason enough for him to, to want to run again. He wants a reckoning, and I understand that. I don't understand why you would belittle DeSantis, who's the biggest star in the party right now. Why would you do it three days before the election? You know it's going to get coverage. You know everybody's going to love it. All your enemies, all the people that want to see it, they're going to love it. They're going to say, oh, here it is. They don't like DeSantis either. And they don't like you. And they are living, they are dying to see a inter, inter-party, intra-party feud between these two heavyweights. They love this. And I, I think Trump is tone deaf in this regard. None of the people wanted to hear this. Nobody, there's nobody in this crowd. There's nobody wearing a red hat. Nobody wearing a, you know, MAGA bumper sticker who dislikes DeSantis. I mean, literally nobody. So wh- who does he think this is playing to? Who does he think wants to, Trump to give him a, a, a childish nickname and mock him the way he mocked, mocked crooked Hillary or, or Jeb or low energy Jeb or I mean, <laughs> the, or the media or whatever, Rosie O'Donnell. He, he, does he really think his people, which is a lot of people, you know, 70 million people, does he think they want him to start going after DeSantis now? I mean, I understand he's in a bubble and he's surrounded by sycophants and he's terrible at, at hiring and picking people. He doesn't, he's a terrible judge of people. We've seen that with the, the various backstabbers and, and, and weasels that he's hired and surrounded himself with. But 
Does he believe the people at these rallies don't like DeSantis? Does he believe that that they want him to dump all over DeSantis? It's just so stupid. Even by his standards, it's ridiculously tone deaf. But anyway, let's listen. Let's watch. And uh, as as you pointed out, Ironhead, check out the, the the crowd reaction. Normally, when he comes up with a new nickname of somebody, you know, one of his enemies, one of his adversaries, the crowd eats it up. They love it. That's why they're there. They want it. They can't get enough of it. Not now, Don. You're, you're, you're not now, uh, Mr. President. You're, you're picked, you picked the wrong guy at the wrong time. And I know you're reckless and you're not known for your discipline, but even you have to know that this isn't what these, what the, your, your fans are looking for. This is not what they want. This is not what anybody wants, except maybe, you know, MSNBC, your friends, you know, Joe, Joe and Mika, they love this, but the people who support you, who like you, who appreciated a lot of what you did as president, they don't like it at all. They, 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 they find it petty and childish and that's the worst that's the worst of you, Donald. You you got some good qualities and some bad ones, and the bad ones are this insecurity, this neediness. That's why he does interviews with the uh, Washington, what with Bob Woodward and Maggie Haberman, which is another reason I like DeSantis. You think DeSantis is going to sit down like for ten hours with Maggie Haberman? No, he's not that insecure and that needy. Donald Trump is sadly. Is everybody a? Uh, uh, people getting mad at me already for picking on the big bad orange man. No, he said one guy said that um, unfortunately there's a bunch of MAGA cultists who will support this crap, which he is well, right. I mean, they they'll, they'll, they don't like it, right? Especially right now, they want to send DeSantis to win. Yeah. The, 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 it's it's one thing to attack him, but to attack him when he's focused on getting reelected governor of Florida after all the great things he's done for Florida. This is a Florida resident demeaning him three days before the election. Who thinks that's a good idea? I mean, it's, 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 this is the cult of Trump right here. This is nothing else matters. No one else matters, but me. So if you think, you know, that, that DeSantis is my equal, how dare you? I'm, I'm, I got 70 million votes. I got screwed. I, I mean, all, all the base instincts from the man come out when, and, 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 and let's not forget, there's going to be a day. We hope, we hope where, where DeSantis announces Trump's, obviously Trump will be the first one. He'll announce probably Wednesday and then there will be debates and I'm ready for it. Then let's bring it on. Let's have them fight. And I'll be supporting DeSantis. Lots of people will be supporting Trump. Let them fight. Let them get, get down in the mud. But the, the, the notion that your, I don't know, that, that you, your ego is more important than Tuesday's, tomorrow's election. Only Trump could think that. No other, no one, no one else could ever think that it's more important that we fawn over you today, Don, that weekend before the election. No, no, no normal person thinks that. No one, again, nobody dislikes DeSantis. You couldn't. How could you? So why would you want him? Uh, belittling the man. And and another thing, DeSantis can't fire back. He's busy. He's busy trying to get reelected. He's busy trying to run the best state in the country right now, show other governors how it's done. He, he's got a lot on his plate. This this man is only out there looking for whatever, pats on the back, looking for cheers. That's all he wants. Just, just give him a big round of cheer, maybe chant, you know, you know, four more years and he'll be happy. The, 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 the governors were any, any, I mean, I know he's done a lot of rallies for, and he's endorsed a lot of people, but uh, he not, not DeSantis. He'll's a rally without DeSantis because DeSantis is just too popular. It makes him uneasy that DeSantis is beloved that he doesn't like that. You can't be beloved. Only I can be beloved. It's, it's stupid. It's crazy, but let's, let's listen. And, uh, and, uh, Let's let's listen closely to the reaction from this rally in uh, where was it? Where is he in Pennsylvania? Right? Yep. Latrobe, PA. Go ahead, play it. Trump at seventy-one. Ron DeSanctimonious at ten percent. Mike Pence at seven. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Ron DeSanctimonious. Okay. Anybody? Anyone on the uh, comment line find that funny or cute or? 
catchy or Ron DeSanctimonious. I never even heard anybody accused DeSantis of being sanctimonious. I mean, you he say didn't. what you want about the man. Uh, the other thing Trump, Trump's going to do is call him fat, which is going to be funny. Ron, <laughs> Donald Trump calling Ron DeSantis fat. Uh, but that, that nickname's not going to stick. Sorry, Donald. Sorry, you're going to have to do a better job than that, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. He didn't even look confident delivering it. He like looked to the crowd, said it, realized they didn't give a shit, and then turned around. And he's like, "Oh, Mike Pence stinks." <laughs> like, do, you, he, do you really? Does he really think it's seventy something percent? Is that what he said to ten? Do you really think that's the the polls right now? Because uh, I don't. I think it's it, it'd be tight. I, I've said this for whatever it's been over a year now. I don't want another seventy eight year old president. Obviously. There's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good, a lot of bad that comes in this big, big orange package. But we're we're looking at an 80 year old a president right now, and we'll get to him who's turning 80 two weeks. Uh, very old 80. Obviously, he's got dementia. Obviously, he's confused. He's a he's a terrible president, a terrible leader, a terrible campaigner. I'm not. I would never expect Trump to be that. Uh, cognitively uh, challenged when he worried to take office in two years, return to the office in two years, but he will be 78. He will be 79, 80, 81, 82. If he gets reelected, why are we just entrusting the, 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 the Republic with these octogen? Um, I got, we screw that word up. Octogenarians. I tried. I mean, enough. All right. Enough of Fauci and Pelosi and Schumer and, uh, and and Chuck Grassley and you know Diane Diane Feinstein you you know who that is Ironhead she's a senator mm-hmm. a sitting senator um can you, do you remember the last time you saw her on your TV screen a press conference an appearance a speech anything uh, the last time I do recall was maybe a year ago and she had like handlers and stuff because she's also going through some stuff. She, she's she's absolutely in the grips of dementia. She is incapable of doing the job. And somehow you're supposed to look the other way. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was asked about it one day. And she jumped ugly with the reporter. She's fine. She is not fine. She's being hidden, hidden away because she has dementia and they can't allow that. We, I mean, it's okay for a Senator in Pennsylvania and the president to go out there and embarrass themselves, but she's apparently even worse than Biden. She's even worse than, than Fetterman. So she's in Senate. She can't, she, she won't or whatever step down. She's incapable. If you, if you follow the story and it's, it, it, it takes some digging to find the truth, but she's, incapable of doing the job. She, she belongs in the chronic ward in a nursing home. Instead, she's a sitting Senator. I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked on that, but I, at some point age has to matter. At some point, a guy DeSantis, who's uh, 30, 35 years younger. Is that right? Yeah. Then Trump, yeah. that matters. He's sharp. He's at the top of his game. He has the energy. I, I, I understand Trump's got more energy than any 76 year old, uh, 76 year old that, uh, around, but it, it, it should matter. We should want, you know, like a, like a professional sports team. We should want to get younger at some point. DeSantis again offers much the same, many of the same policies as Trump without the baggage and without the fear of him growing old and confused on the job that should matter. Uh, of course, DeSantis didn't respond. He won't respond. He's focused on tomorrow's election where he will hopefully win in a landslide over creepy Charlie Crist. Um, then, then we'll, then, you know, Trump who promised we'd be very, very happy. I mean, that that's his, his thought is if he announces the whole world's going to be happy, happy, we'll be happy. Oh, he's running. Ooh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm more, I'll be happier when DeSantis runs. I'll be happier when uh, you know, whoever wants to run Ted Cruz, bring them all out. Mike Pence, let them fight, let them debate. Let's go for it. That's, that's the process. And I don't, I don't think anybody should be, uh, should be handed the nomination. Uh, there should be debates. There should be interviews. We should get to look and see, see all the candidates up close. And then we uh, winnow down the field. Hopefully it is. You know, DeSantis is in the, we know Trump will be in it. We, we know he'll probably announce later this week. And DeSantis will announce like a year from now. Well, 
Trump, you know, just holds rallies and everything else all across the country. But anyway, I think, I think we can all admit any of them, any of them will be uh, Betty. I mean, you could put, I don't know, the worst Herschel Walker (laughs) against Joe Biden. Herschel Walker, as I've said, is not a great candidate. He's up in the polls. He's up, I believe two points. I can get the latest real clear politics, but uh, we're going to have two Senate. If, if, if the polls hold in, in Georgia and you know, they steal it. I mean, they, uh, they pull it out in Pennsylvania. We're going to have two new senators, neither of whom could put a sentence together. (laughs) Scary. Uh, I mean, I don't think Herschel has brain damage, but I think uh, he struggles on the stump. He struggles uh, in interviews, but he's better than the alternative. He's better than Raphael Warnock. I I just was flipping the channels this morning. It's amazing watching all they do on CNN, MSNBC. They just ran with the narrative from their, from their handlers in the Democrat party. They were told go with the election denier thing. And they are sticking with it till the end. The whole, was it CNN? They just did a whole like 20 minutes on election deniers, this made up term that desperate Democrats came up with, fed it to their, their, their acolytes in the media and these shameless whores in the media just run with it. Yeah. Another election denier on the ballot. Like who, who's denying the election? Nobody. It's a thing they came up with to, 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 intimidate anybody who's even thinking about questioning the irregularities in any election going forward uh, or in the past. So, so they're going to run with the election denier thing to the end. Hopefully it'll blow up in their faces. Hopefully there is indeed the red tsunami that the, uh, that everyone's predicting that the, that the polls are showing is coming. Hopefully, um, hopefully the, uh, you know, Herschel does pull it off. They just had uh, Al Sharpton on, MSNBC talking about a Raphael Warnock's a, a man of faith, a man of the cloth and oh yeah, the guy that supports abortion in the third trimester, big man of faith. And he can't believe that people are actually voting for Herschel Walker. Well, that tells you how bad your candidate is Al. And uh, man, I'm, I'm almost coming around Ironhead. I know you mentioned it first. You said for the show, for the good of the show, for us, for entertainment purposes, a Fetterman wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> I'm almost saying we can't lose on that one. Fetterman in office for six years. I mean, he'll be hidden. He'll be like Diane Feinstein. He'll be, he'll be tucked away some, uh, Oh, tucked away somewhere, but, uh, we'll see one day away. I'm looking forward to it. And you know, you know how bad it is. The president of the United States is apparently willing to go out there and campaign and nobody wants him anywhere near them. Yesterday he was in Maryland and Virginia campaigning, I think for the governor in Maryland and and Virginia for some house race, all these crucial, I mean, he's going to lose the house. Everybody's agreed, but the Senate is still in play. We believe, you know, if everything breaks his way, he could still hold, you know, 50, 50, hold on to the Senate. Is he in, you know, Georgia? Is he in Arizona? Is he in Nevada right now? Today, the day before the election is even in uh, Pennsylvania. No, he's hidden away, stumbling and bumbling around Maryland, for some reason, put that back up there. We got Ben Shapiro. I, 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 I'm curious as to the reaction of the people, you know, the pundit class on the, uh, on the D, uh, Ron, I can't even say it. Ron DeSantimoni. That's, that's how you know it's work. a terrible name. It does not flow off the tongue. It does. It's not catchy. Even like crooked Hillary's catchy. I mean, he called lion Ted crude. Ted is you know, lion Ted. A few points says Ben Shapiro on, Ron DeSanctimonious. Terrible branding, I would agree. Well, uh, I said this before Ben Shapiro, he must have been listening. Uh, Reminding everyone you have no discipline by attacking a top gubernatorial candidate popular with the base two days before an election and a week before launching a comeback campaign is an interesting strategy. That is true. It is, it confirms your worst, not fears, but... You, you, our feelings, our opinions of, of Trump, you know, undisciplined, petty, juvenile, uh, self-centered. I mean, all the, the worst, the most uh, base characteristics of the man come out in this one stupid statement, this one stupid nickname. But anyway, we will move on. We'll, he'll, you know, the, 
once the red wave is over Tuesday, then they'll have the orange wave on, on Wednesday or Thursday when the orange man comes out and makes us all happy. We'll all be happy when he says I'm running for the next two years of him on the, on the campaign trail. But uh, I guess <laughs> you don't even need Trump to Sanders. No, all, all, all we need is Biden to continue to, to leave, you know, to wander off the White House grounds or wander out of the uh, beach house into the public eye. This was amazing. I think you said this to, did you send this to me yesterday? I will never stop being amazed that Joe Biden keeps repeating that, that the stupid, I guess it's a joke about deer wearing Kevlar vests. I swear I've seen him just me. I've seen him say it 50 times. He's not joking. It was never funny. It was never catchy. It was never effective. He's just got his brain is just so far gone that there's certain things that are stuck in there and they just occasionally come popping out. And this line, I mean, it's about bullets. He's against, you know, bullets, of course. He's against, <laughs> I don't know what he's against. Bullets, ammo, weapons. Firearms. What's he against? This weapons of war. I don't know that. And he describes how fast the bullet comes out of a, I don't know. Does he say an AR? Does he say a weapon of war? I don't even know what he says, but it's just some stupid anti-gun thing that he's repeated a thousand times. This is on the campaign trail where he's supposed to be helping Democrats. And he's and a, he sounds so tired and just worn out and just exhausted and old and B he rambles incoherently about bullets coming out of the guns faster than other, and, and, and how the deer don't wear Kevlar vests, which he said a thousand times, and it never worked. But he tried again yesterday. Let's listen. And as I point out all the time, what comes out of a muzzle of an assault weapon is five times quicker, faster than it comes out of a muzzle of another gun. It can pierce Kevlar vests. There are not a whole lot of deer out there wearing Kevlar vests. Look, folks, this is... <laughs> it's just, there's no way that's on the teleprompter. No way his speechwriters wrote that for him. <laughs> They're probably like, uh, please stop talking about deer, dude. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the gun guy, Ironhead. Where does it come up with that comes out five times faster than another gun? I don't know. Cause last time, last time he said this, we, we looked up charts and stuff with like exit right. velocities and they were like, I don't know, maybe in the top 20, but <laughs> there was several faster. He, he, uh, I mean, I, it got fact checked. You're right by everybody. All the gun people said, this is crazy. This is wrong. This is stupid. And, and whoever said that they needed a, uh, an AR 15 because it, because he want to go through a Kevlar vest. I mean, why does he think that works? Why does he think anybody says, you know, right. Deer don't wear Kevlar vests. It's not about deer. No. You know, it's it just, I mean, he, I don't even know if he knows it. I, I would say maybe 20 years ago, he knew, he, he knew the second amendment wasn't about deer. It's not about hunting. Nope. He knew that. And yet he says it over and over again. So overthrowing uh, tyrannical governments. <laughs> you know, he, he's like, everyone should have a musket. Well, what does he say? You're going to, what did he say last time? You're going to need a few uh, F-15s to right, compete with me. Yeah, we yeah you got you need you need more than AR-15s because we have you know planes and tanks. Yeah. The government he threatened people who think they need a firearm to protect themselves from a tyrannical government, as we just saw for the last two years. And his defense was, "You can't beat us. We got planes, we got tanks. You know, we just surrendered to a bunch of friggin' goat herders. You know, ninth century goat herders. We just." handed them Afghanistan after 20 years, we surrendered to them, but no, having a weapon's not going to help you against the government. But everybody, everybody in the content line is with me. Anybody saying that they enjoyed Trump's idiotic cheap shot? Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. 
I think there, there was there's one. some there. Are, I mean, I know some people are total diehard Trumpkins who love him and, and will support him. Go through the, you know, crawl across broken glass to, to, uh, oh, there we go. Luis says, I applaud it. You applaud the timing, by the way. Do you applaud it days, two, three days before DeSantis uh, gets reelected? It's just so, uh, you, you can't defend it. You can't, Dumb. you can't support it. It's just stupid. And I am looking forward to uh, supporting Ron DeSanctimonious Ugh. in the end. Uh, it sounds he worse. come up with a Mike Pence nickname yet. By the way, who, who thinks Mike Pence is a genuine, a real uh, candidate? For uh, for president for the Republican nomination, nobody nobody thinks Pence is a real candidate right now. I'd say it's uh, unless Baron Trump's his vice president. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> just whatever, whatever. But it's coming. I'm not looking forward to it. By the way, I'm not looking forward to starting Wednesday, Thursday, just rallies and Trump rant, ranting and raving and Trump going on with Sean Hannity and Trump just trying to pick apart. Ron DeSantis's record. Good luck with that. He should be 100% supporting him in, in, you know, till tomorrow. And then he should wait and try to negotiate and see if DeSantis is going to wait till 2028 or would be his running mate, which he wouldn't be. Uh, I'm, I'm a DeSantis Kerry Lake guy. Put me down for DeSantis Lake 2024. All right. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. By the way, are you, um, are you going to buy a blue check mark, Ironhead? Only eight bucks a month. We think. We uh, think. I doubt it. I think there's possibilities of uh, putting up longer than two minute videos and stuff, which would be good for oh, clips. And, well, and all I'll, that, I'll have to do it. I guess and initially I said there's no way I'm doing it because I'm too cheap. And uh, but if there are benefits like that, I might have to do it. Plus, yeah. we saw how nuts the media went. How yeah. crazy. I mean, they're complaining about uh, the the one of the one of the uh, takes over the weekend was it's a tax on journalism, a tax on journalism. Well, not that I love, I love when journalists go on Twitter looking for sympathy or support from average schmucks and they just don't get it. Uh, there was a, a couple of uh, dust ups over the weekend, uh, Kathy Griffin and this other guy, this idiot on the uh, H3H3. Yeah. That guy H3H3, whatever his name is. What's his name? Uh, Ethan Klein, I think. Yeah, Klein, he sees the one that said he, if uh, if they ever bring back concentration camps, he hopes that Ben Shapiro's family is the first one in the oven. Real, you know, classy guy. Wow. And they started imitating Elon Musk. They literally took his picture from his avatar and they pretended it was Elon Musk's account. And they just started tweeting a bunch of stupid stuff and they got suspended. And it was like, oh, wow, Elon Musk, he can't take it. Well, no one ever said you wouldn't be suspended for imitating someone else and, and trying to uh, defame them. Uh, what did you think was going to happen, you idiot? That's not the same as, to, as, as banning someone for saying, learn to code. Uh, and, and I think we're being allowed to, to mark these, these fools from Twitter when he, he laid off half the company. I salute that. He got rid of the content moderation team. God knows I salute that. Those are the people who are banning you know, nobody's little people out there for questioning whatever COVID questioning uh, the vaccine or whatever, you know, criticizing Fauci, the people who banned them have all been shown the door. That is a wonderful thing. I applaud that. I hope they I hope they all uh, regret what they did because they had pretty cushy jobs and now they don't, they have to find another job. They probably will. They're in Silicon Valley. There's lots of people out there looking for, authoritarian leftists and there's a lot of them out there on the market right now. Good luck to them, but the, the product can only get better when you get rid of those, those, those scum, that's scum. So that was a good move. That was a great move. Now we find out that these, some of these people were selling blue check marks. Now this is amazing. Selling blue check marks for up to 15,000. Who do who paid that? I'd love to hear more. I'd love to hear more. And that's one thing I think Musk could do. Well, is, he, he confirmed he is actually going to look into it. Right. They confirmed that it happened. Yeah. That it happened, that there were people at Twitter, some of these scumbags in, at Twitter that you know, worked you know, remotely, probably worked like two days a week, were selling the blue check marks to people out there for, I mean, if you told me they were selling for a hundred bucks, I'd say, yeah, that's kind of sleazy. For 15 grand? I mean, do we have receipts? We have canceled checks or credit cards or whatever? That's, that's a pretty big deal. And, uh, and, and Musk, 
is promising full disclosure. So I look forward to him naming names of some of these sleazy people because they're the worst. They're the ones. Uh, they're the ones who were shutting down free speech. They're the ones who were suppressing the laptop. They're the ones that were meddling in. They were rigging elections. That was their job. That was their their calling when they went uh, to work for Twitter was rigging elections. They did it and they did a damn fine job of it. And now they're, they're out on their ass. So, so far we must commend Musk for a job well done. Although the board, he has a group of people he's um, put together to develop a new implement, a new content moderation policy. He says it's not just going to be a hellscape, the wild West. Look at the people, every single one of them. Is like the, the leader of the ADL. They're all leftists. They're all liberals. They're all uh, will be all in on, on, on banning and suspending certain speech. They're probably all, you know, pro vax, uh, pro lockdown too. But that was a real disappointing thing from Musk. He put together a board and they're all activists, left-wing activists. And he's complaining about getting canceled or, or, or ads getting canceled. He says they've lost, they're losing millions because of left-wing activists pressuring their advertisers. And we went over it the other day, General Motors, General Mills are withholding ads, putting their ads on hold because they're being harassed by left-wing activists. And what's Musk's answer to that? Let me sit down and talk with the activists. I'm sorry, Elon. Trust me on this. You can't talk them out of it. They're going to come after you until they destroy you. You must give them two middle fingers and move on. You cannot placate this mob. You will not be able to placate this mob. Get the, get the group. He tweeted about the group he's uh, sitting down and meeting with. They're all, these are the worst people. These are hardcore left-wing activists that want you to fail. Elon Musk, don't get suckered into sitting down and listening to them. But, all right, before we get to our uh, NFL pick, picks and another stellar weekend from Iron. I don't know how you do it, Iron. You are amazing at this. It's, 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 I mean, you should just do the Costanza thing. Do the opposite of what you think of going to do it next. That's week. what I tried to do. That's what I tried to do this week, and I went zero and three so far. Oh, and so we have tonight to go right. Yeah, and we're all in the same one, so I'm rooting for a victory here. Uh, who do we pick tonight? I forget. Uh, we all we're all on the Ravens minus two and a half. The Ravens minus two and a half, and uh, you picked the Colts. Can mm-hmm. I just uh, t- quick? Uh, we're we're going to get to this Bruins uh, draft pick story, which is pretty wild. But can I just give you uh, where did I put it? The um, the Colts. I, I was just going over the numbers. Truly amazing. Truly stellar. Here's <laughs> the Colts statistics: total yards, 120 yards, passing yards. Is this real? Passing yards, 43. <laughs> 43. Yeah, they were terrible. First downs, eight. Third down efficiency, 0 for 14. Fourth down efficiency, 0 for 2. Bad. <laughs> Sacks allowed, nine. Punts, nine. <laughs> so bad. I mean, I gave up. I, I watched a little <laughs> first half. That was about it. That was enough. But is that the worst Statistical performance you've ever seen by an NFL team. Uh, 0 for 16 on third and fourth down. All right. I, I, I don't want to waste too much time on that. We got to get to this. Uh, you know what? I'll do the Nancy, uh, the Paul Pelosi story, the NBC story. We mentioned it the other day on Friday, but it's it, it's an amazing thing. Uh, the, the the video. Can we play the, the report? I don't know this reporter, but he seemed like a, a pretty professional guy. Does a whole report for NBC. There he is. Uh, what's his name? Get his name for me, please. He, he does a whole report for NBC. Then NBC deletes the video, denies and, and says it was erroneous or something. But he, I, I said this the other day, what was my, my take on the, uh, on the policy story? If they release the video, we have the body cam video and the home surveillance video. If they release it, the stories on the up and up, we can all, Rest assured that they're they're this on the level. If they don't release it, which they would do, if this were not a famous, powerful person, they would have released it already. If they don't, if they don't release it, if they withhold it, then you can assume we are witnessing, watching a cover up. The the fix is in. 
So we are, whatever it is, uh, 10 days away, 10 days from the attack, no video, none. That means they're covering it up. That means they are, 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 are protecting, I don't know if it's Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, protecting some, the, the, the powerful um, are being protected here. Simple as that. They, they, they won't show you the video. They won't show They have it. If their narrative was indeed true, we'd see it. Okay, there it is. The cops show up the door. He lunges at the, grabs the hammer, smacks Pelosi, hurts him. The cops tackle him, arrest him. It would be cut and dried. We're not seeing it. They're not releasing it. They're not showing it. Miguel Almaguer, Miguel Almaguer from uh, NBC does a report, pretty sober, serious report, but it didn't come out the way certain people had hoped. Let's listen. It's uh, it's not available out there. It's been deleted. It's been uh, memory hold, but uh, we have it. And uh, you'll see why uh, NBC is not standing by the reporter on the scene. Go ahead. Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes over. Fear freezes people. This morning, the 82-year-old, lucky to be alive after an intruder nearly killed him in his own home. Law enforcement, tell, law enforcement officials tell us the bottom line here is this was a terrifying situation. We still don't know exactly what unfolded between Mr. Pelosi and the suspect for the 30 minutes they were alone inside that house before police arrived. Officials who were investigating this matter would not go into further details about these new details. Craig, back to you. And that is remarkable. He, that sounds like the reporter was doing his job. He was gathering facts. He said Pelosi answered the door and then walked back toward the suspect. They were there for 30 minutes. Tell me this. Wouldn't the body cam video just clear this up in an instant? I mean, wouldn't we know whether this reporter got it right or not? I mean, if NBC, they're they're walking this back, they're deleting it. They're saying, you know, there were some errors in the reporting. Fine. All you got to do is show us the video. Any of the, I mean, you know they have home surveillance. We know the uh, the freaking Capitol Police were sitting in D.C. monitoring it. They weren't. They were. You know, they had nodded off. They weren't really paying attention. But it was on video. So if this is true, if Pelosi answered the door, then walked back toward the pape, we could see it, right? I mean, yeah. Clear it all up. Show the video. But they're withholding it for a reason, and everybody 
well, should demand to know why. The narrative is that um, this guy broke into Pelosi's house. So when they released the home video footage of Pelosi answering the door after the guy rang the doorbell and just starts immediately Frenching him, it's going to torpedo. <laughs> it's going to torpedo their narrative. Simple, simple solution. Just show us the video. You got it. And when you withhold it, that I don't trust that chief, that police chief there. He's been doing a lot of interviews and every single one of them, his goal seems to be to deflect and defend the Pelosi's. Uh, he's not interested in the truth. He's interested in protecting the powerful and that there's no one more powerful than uh, Nancy Pelosi and her uh, husband, Paul, who's home. He must be doing okay. I guess the skull fracture is healing, mm. but he, he's in the house with this crazed man, this assailant, this lunatic, and he walks back toward him instead of walking out the door or or just saying, grabbing the cop and saying, he's got a hammer, he's trying to kill him, whatever. We could know the truth in an instant. Let's just see the body cam. The longer they wait, the more we uh, we wonder if it, if it is a cover-up in progress here, in, in action. It's... I said that day one, they don't show us the video, then we'll just assume. And I assume the fix is in. I assume they're protecting somebody, probably Nancy Pelosi. But uh, I feel like I'm sure I'm sure it's going to come out uh, after Tuesday, after it's all settled. Maybe maybe it's one of those things they're waiting for the election day. Although, you know, Nancy's she's the biggest loser tomorrow. That's the best part. I keep forgetting Nancy Pelosi is no longer Speaker of the House, 80, whatever, 81 year old tyrant. Will have be a be an irrelevant backbencher if she uh, wants to stay in Congress. I don't think she will. I think she'll leave. She'll go. She, you know, she just bought a mansion on the on the water in Florida. You know, because Florida's so backwards and crazy with the sanctimonious in charge. She's gonna yeah. live there and her her live out her days down there. But uh, she's not gonna stick around to be some irrelevant nobody out of power. But she loses the gavel. <laughs> yeah, let's do this before we get the. <laughs> this is uh, kind of a visual. So if you're watching on locals with us, this is friggin' hilarious. But uh, John Fetterman, uh, brain damaged candidate for the Senate, still within the margin of error. This guy might be a U.S. senator uh, in waiting tomorrow night. <laughs> Although we know Pennsylvania has already said it could take days to count to find enough votes for Fetterman. So we're expecting hijinks in Pennsylvania, but he could win and he has brain damage and he's not going to get any better. He is the most, he's the worst candidate in American political history, but I guess people don't like Oz. So they're going to vote for this, this mess. So he makes an appearance outdoors at a rally and this is it. Watch one, two, three, someone assembled, uh, put up how many, four or five American flags behind him. One, two, three, four, five flags, and all of them go down in the first gust to win. If that's not the greatest metaphor <laughs> you've ever seen, this this guy who hates America, who wants to legalize drugs, ban fracking, guy who wants to release convicted murderers and, and thousands of others from prison, the guy who's, who, who is uh, an accomplice in the crime spike in uh, Pennsylvania, that guy standing before flags, trying to appear patriotic and every single flag goes blowing down. That is, man, is that a metaphor? Is that a <sighs> appropriate video? Right. I don't even know what he said. Do we, you don't have sound do you? Cause I'm sure he was he, over the weekend. He was just um, as usual, just speaking in just in tongues. It's not like he doesn't even speak English. It's, it's uh, remarkable that 8.7 eligible voters in, in Pennsylvania say half of them vote. He's going to get millions of votes, millions, a guy with brain damage, a guy who can't put a sentence together, a guy who can't have a conversation without a computer screen in front of them. He's going to get mil- win or lose. He's going to get millions of votes tomorrow. That that's says a lot about the state of our politics. But anyway, let's get to the. Um, we did enough on the on the on the on the Patriots. We pointed out that you are uh, winless again. You are on an amazing string of ineptitude. Let me do Shea, and then we will do this Boston Bruins story, which appears to have uh, reached its conclusion after a couple of crazy days. But uh, first, this is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. this is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do. 
is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I, I, if, you, if you haven't paid close attention to this, uh, it's a pretty wild story out of Boston, this kid, Mitchell Miller. He's apparently a talented hockey player. The Bruins signed him to an entry-level contract last week. He's controversial. He was convicted of bullying a kid six years ago when he was 14. And according to the kid's mother, the victim's name is Isaiah Meyer Crothers. He's black and he's disabled. And his adoptive mother, she is absolutely not done with Mitchell Miller. If she didn't come out and do these interviews, Miller would be a Boston Bruin today. Uh, he was a fourth round draft pick by the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, shortly after he was drafted, the story came out in detail of how he treated his uh, middle school classmate. And it is disgusting. It is sickening. They abused him. They used racial slurs. They physically uh, bullied him. They, they made him uh, eat a lollipop that was in the toilet. I mean, it's sick. Miller and his, and his friend just tortured this kid for months, if not years. And the mother of Isaiah Maya Crothers it was from, is out there explaining. She, she calls him, what she call him? Like an animal? Or It was from when he was in uh, second grade till he was 14 is how long it lasted. It went for years. It's sick. Mitchell Miller is a sick kid. And, and he didn't apologize till like last week on Instagram. So he didn't really mean it. No. I, I, you know what? Uh, the Bruins knew this to hell. Everybody knew it. Uh, that's why the Arizona uh, Coyotes cut him. So they knew the story. They signed him anyway. I assume they were bracing for the blowback. Here's what the Bruins should have done. They said, yes, he's, he made terrible mistakes. He, he, he committed crimes. He was convicted. You know what he's going to do? He's going to give whatever, 10% of his salary to these organizations that fight bullying or whatever the, the, this, this kid's favorite charity. They're going to give money to this kid, Isaiah Myers Crothers. Hell, they're going to give money to him. And he's going to make appearances and he's going to talk about bullying and he's going to apologize over and over again and he's going to play hockey. If you knew the story when you signed him, what did you think was going to happen? There's only one way you could have done this. You could have been completely open and honest and said, he's, he's got, he's got a terrible uh, criminal uh, conviction in his past. He, he behaved just horrendously as a kid. And now he's determined to make it all better. And here's what he's going to do. X, Y. When you say we've caught him, we got no washing our hands. We're done with him. Then you look like you were trying to slip one past everybody. What did you think was going to happen, Cam Neely? Here's the statement from Bruins president, uh, Cam Neely. He says the Bruins have decided to part ways with Mitchell Miller, effective immediately. The decision to sign this young man was made after careful consideration of the facts, as we were aware of them, that a 14-year-old, as a 14-year-old, he made a poor decision that led to a juvenile conviction. We understand this to be an isolated incident? and that he had taken meaningful action to reform and was committed to ongoing personal development. Based on that understanding, we offered him a contract. Um, is that really the, the understanding? Cause that's not the understanding you get from the report in no, it Arizona. Was, it was understood. So they were wrong. They're admitting. Right. Right. And well, I assume they thought it was an isolated incident. It went yeah. on for years. It's, it's horrific what this kid did, but, I mean, he, if if you pay if you pay your uh, dues, pay your debt to society, 
you, 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 whatever, admit your mistake, you pay your fine, you do whatever community service. Are you then not supposed to ever work again? Is he supposed to never work again? They saw, they thought they could handle the blowback. They thought they could handle the, 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 the negative coverage they were going to get. I guess it was more negative than they thought. I understand. But if, but now you look worse. If you had stood by him and said, we know he made mistakes. It was terrible what he did. Here's, we're going to fix it and have like a five point plan. He's going to play hockey. He's going to donate money. He's going to make appearances. He's going to make it. He's going to do his best to make up for really, really bad things he did in the past. And you're open about it. And then you say, well, I mean, you're going to ban him for life for life. There's guys, as we know, guys, you know, drunk drivers and domestic abusers who get to play in uh, professional sports. Uh, you're going to say he, what he did when he was 14, which was horrific. He's going to keep him from earning a living forever. Like he's never going to be able to play for anyone ever. It's just, if you really thought that, then you don't, you wouldn't have even thought about signing him. Clearly you thought about signing him. Clearly you read the coverage, the stories that were in the Arizona Republic. You know why Arizona cut him. You thought you were going to get away with it. Your fault. The Boston Bruins should have been open, honest and said, we're sticking by him. And we, we feel awful about what he did, but we're going to make it. We're going to make amends. Keep in mind, they were 10 and one at the uh, time of this signing. They were just killing everybody. They didn't need him. <laughs> you know, so it was just a useless, stupid signing just to piss people off. Yeah. And, and you knew, you knew what you were going to get, what was going to happen. And somehow you act surprised. Oh, we didn't understand it to be that. You knew you read the story. You knew like everybody else. What, what this kid did. I mean, it was, it's disgusting, but eventually the kid gets to play. Eventually the kid gets to earn a, the guy, the man gets to earn a living. And you know what? He should be, they should hold his feet to the fire. They should first day he signs with whoever it probably be some team in whatever Russia, he'll go to Russia like and play, but he'll have to talk about it. He'll have to admit to it. He'll have to apologize and, and do whatever he can to make, uh, to make it all better. You can't just say, you know, well, we got caught. We got caught. Everybody saw it. Everyone now knows what we tried to pull off. So uh, we're done because, you know, we have moral standards. Sure. Sure you do. But it'll be interesting to see where he ends up or when he ends up. I'm going to guess it's going to be a while before he gets another chance unless it's some rogue league in, you know, Eastern Europe or something. Maybe he'll play in the Ukraine, in Ukraine. But all right. Uh, what else, Ironhead? Do you want to? Brady survived, pulled off a, a last-second win again. He's, he's back to normal. <laughs> so did Mahomes, the, the Chiefs. The Bills lose to the Jets, which is amazing. Bad day for Josh Allen. Uh, uh, you know, no one had a worse day than Ironhead, though. We'll see what happens tonight. But everybody's pointing out all the bad guys who play in professional sports, the bad things that people did, who get another chance, who pay their price. I mean, Michael Vick. Killed dogs, tortured dogs. Yep. He did two years in federal prison. Then he got another chance. That's how it works. I mean, you don't just say, oh, he screwed up. As a 14-year-old, he's banned forever. So if the Bruins had, had you know, we're going to be honest, had any integrity on this to say, yes, we know what he did. It's repulsive what he did, but we're going to make it, we're going to do everything we can to... <sighs> to make it all, you know, make amends for it. And uh, he's not going to lie about it. He's not going to run from it. He's going to admit to what he did and we're going to move on period. But they can't do that. Instead they say, nah, we didn't know. Nobody believes you Cam. I'm sorry. But anyway, anything else Ironhead? What did I miss today? Uh, the only thing I have is that Hokel clip from uh, MSNBC, but it's not that important. Nah, we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Hokel got, Got to, you know, I'm feeling that's one. I'm holding my breath on Lee Zeldin. That will be a great thing. That'll reverberate everywhere. If Lee Zeldin can knock off that creepy Kathy Hochul, go Lee Zeldin, go Tudor Dixon in, uh, in uh, Michigan, loving her. Go, uh, go Herschel, I guess. Blake Masters, JD Vance. It's looking good. Get out there and vote. If you vote like me, if you don't, if you're stay home. the other way, stay home. It's not worth it. The lines are too long. It doesn't really make a difference. So you should vote if you agree with me. If you don't, 
sit this one out. You know, is it really worth it? It's probably going to rain and lines and traffic. And why bother? Why? But just one vote. If you disagree with me, skip this one. It's not, it's really not that important. But uh, if you're, if you're with me, vote no on all the questions and uh, vote, vote for the, the red team. But uh, we'll leave it there. One more day. We'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow night, we're planning something. We want to do something live right here. When the results roll in, we'll have some fun. But we will leave it there for today. Ironhead, thanks to everybody for watching and listening and uh, commenting. Thanks to you and Mr. Owen 3. Is that what you are now, Owen 3? About to be 1 and 3. What's your uh, record for the season? Uh, the, it's so bad they don't report on it anymore, I think. Well, he's due tonight. Ironhead's all in on the Ravens, so uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, we will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.